Hey guys, Sammy Joe here. I just wanted to hop on and just give a trigger warning before we get into this episode. Um, we will be discussing rape and sexual assault, so if that is something that triggers you, please feel free to shut this app out. You don't have to listen to this one, and if you do choose to listen to this one, make sure that you're in a safe space, in a place where you feel safe and comfortable. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is I'm having my first guest on here. I'm super excited. Her name is Kitty. She is a family friend and has been around since I was like eight years old. So I'm really excited to have her on and talk about like a bunch of the stuff we're going to be talking about today. Um, Both really passionate about this and it's something that's near and dear to both of our hearts. So very excited for this episode today. So Oh my god, and I forgot one more thing, and this is like the biggest thing I was trying to tell you all about. Um, so, Sheila will not be on this episode. She Her Wi-Fi is down, but also for the future, Sheila will kind of be having a spotty appearance on here and there. She was given an amazing opportunity, and I'll let her tell you guys uh, about that later on. But just so you know, for, so everyone knows what's going on. Um, it will be more me hosting and interviewing people and telling stories for a bit. Um, so I just wanted everyone to be in the same loop. So now to the podcast. So your neighbors mowing the lawn. Of course, of course they are because. <laughs> It's the right thing to do at six o'clock on a Monday evening when it's about to pour down, and we've had. Did y'all all day. already get all that? Of course. Did y'all already get all that weather from those hurricanes? Girl, we got no weather from the hurricanes. Really? None. Oh my we God! They're reporting on it as if it wiped all of Texas out. Yeah. Well, it wiped um, Beaumont. Beaumont out. Whoa. Galveston did not see any rain. Interesting. Um, so Galveston, Houston, they really didn't get anything, but Center, um, Beaumont, and then over to Lake Charles, they got everything. Dang. Yeah. I. That is wild. Yeah, but we didn't see anything. That's good. I mean, it is, but we need rain. Okay, honestly, we do too. We haven't had very much rain this summer at all. And it's been like, I think we had rain. But when it rains, it'll like pour buckets. Yeah. Lately. And I'm like, can we not just do like the nice thing where it rains once a week or something? <laughs> like, why do we have to go balls to the wall? Can we get a gentle you know thunderstorm? I mean? <laughs> just a nice like spring, like a mist. You know what yes. I mean? Where it can be cute. Not like mascaras running down your face. Your soul's left your body. <laughs> Yes. The will to live out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, every night that's Ron and Christie's conversation is every single day we're like, Well, what's the weatherman gonna lie about today? <laughs> <laughs> the blatant betrayal. Yeah, he he really. sits on the throne of lies. I mean, I'm fairly convinced <laughs> that you don't have to have a degree to be a meteorologist. I'm pretty convinced that they just look at a rock outside and they're like, Yep, it's gonna rain. <laughs> Y'all, it's gonna happen today. <laughs> y'all better hold on. Look, there's oh some lightning God. strikes. <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced. You can't convince me otherwise. Oh my God, I am too. Honestly, the way they talk. Oh my God, and up here, the way they get with the snow. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's gonna snow 12 feet, and you're like, oh wow, that's a substantial amount. And then you wake up and there's no snow, and you're like, so. <laughs> So that was a guess. We're, <laughs> so we're just closing our eyes and pointing. I feel like this is just a weird game of, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So it's a it's a hot mess down here. That's all it is. It's 110 in the shade Ugh. with 96 percent humidity. Ew, my God. Yeah, and it's so fun because my team, <laughs> people that I work with, they're yeah. all in the Midwest. Oh so yeah. So they're like Michigan. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's really warm. It's 85. And I'm like... I would just love to be an 85. Like, yeah. <laughs> 85. It's so no. funny. Girl, I don't mean to brag, but here, it's been like in the 70s in the day and then in the 50s at night already. You know no one likes a bragger, Sam. 
I know, but no I love to one. be one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's been so nice. We'll like sit on the deck at night. Ugh. But anyways, yeah, I would yeah. die if I ever moved back to the south. I would just immediately combust. You would, and everything would immediately. Melt. Yes. yes. Like, it's just, it's just not okay. Nothing's okay down here. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm really surprised something like oh, that girl, happened. I'm never surprised anymore about anything. I mean, 39 Ugh. kids, 39 kids get found in a trailer house in the middle of Georgia and no one's talking about it. I, nothing like, surprises me now. Oh my God. It's like the, um, thanks baby. It's like, thank you. I needed more whiskey. So Matt brought me some. <laughs> He's a good boy. <laughs> he is. He's like. He's a nugget. But that... In, okay, did, have you ever heard the story about the kidnapping? Mm. Of, I just said the kidnapping as if you should know the only kidnapping <laughs> in the history one. of America. <laughs> just the one. No, the one where I think My Favorite Murder did an episode on it, and that's why I heard about it. But basically, they like stole this entire uh, school bus of kids, mm-hmm. and like the bus driver, everything put them in a bunker underground, moved them or moved them to a different thing, and then literally had them buried underground. Um, anyways, they ended up getting out, but there was like twenty six oh. of them, and they like buried them in basically a bus underground. Oh my god! I think Criminal Minds yes. did a show on that. It's crazy. I like still think about it, and I'm like completely blown away. Like what? Who does that? Like, what? What? Do you ever just stop and I, you're like, really? What? Who hurt you? Because that mm-hmm. is some serious effed upness. Seriously, you, you got to have. That's some trauma that you're dealing with, and I'm gonna need for you to let those yeah. 26 kids go. No, literally, I think they were supposed to send out a ransom letter, but never did because they wanted to take a nap. Oh. Yeah, so they took a nap, and when they woke up, they were like, the people had, like, escaped, or the the kids and stuff had uh-huh. escaped, but they were like, shit. Well, a nap's <laughs> important, you know, Sam. You can't, you can't forgo a nap. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously not, not in the middle of a criminal <laughs> Clearly not. kidnapping. You can't sleep on that. You can't, you just can't do it. You can't do it. I was shocked listening to that, though. I was like, are we for real, for real? Yeah. For real, for real. Does Georgia Hardstark and Karen Gil- Kilgariff not give you life? Like, They give me so much life. I literally love them. I live for them. Sometimes I'm like, I just need to hear the sass. That's what I need. I, yes. Okay, I love Karen has the most... Oh, I just said that really hard. <laughs> that K was a really hard sound into the mic. <laughs> but... I love Karen's voice. She just like could say anything, and I would just yes. like, oh my god, be completely hypnotized. And Georgia is the sleuth of all sleuths. She is, and just dead she, ass. She's just dead yes, ass with yes. Everything. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, I love. love They're love the queens. It. They're the queens. I sent them in a a hometown this week actually, so I was like, please pick mine. I know it's not going to happen, but we'll see. They totally should. Wait, which hometown? <laughs> it was. I, I know, talking, right? There's the are we talking right Midwest hometown. Are we talking down south? <laughs> no, I sent one from back home okay. that I like remember as a kid, and nobody like says anything. But whatever. Girl, not shocking. Whatever. Not mm, shocking. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> it's like because that's like if I worked there, I would also be like, is someone coming for me? Like, yeah, I, I don't. I would I, get so nervous. <laughs> like I no longer feel safe (laughs) I'm out I'm gonna need for y'all to pay me money to go home because (laughs) this has now become a hostile work environment I no longer (laughs) want to be here no seriously though could you imagine I would just cry I think immediately I'd be like yeah I'm gonna nope the fuck right out of here because I can't it's a whole lot of nope a whole lot Wow. Well, <sighs> you know what else is a whole lot of nope? You know, we were talking about the I am evidence, and that has just literally yes. been consuming my life yes. for the last oh, month and a half. Yes. 
I watched it and I literally sat in here jaw dropped yes. and I was yelling because yes. I was so mad at some of this stuff like that uh, police officer dude who like got up on and he was like most of the rape cases are consensual I was like the what yeah the fuck the, the, excuse me Matt literally came in and he was like are you okay like, no what's going on and I was like I'm not I'm not okay because no. this is not okay it, it absolutely isn't yeah and to to find out I mean can you imagine it there's enough trauma associated with being a victim mm. of sexual assault and to know that yeah. there is a sexual assault happening every 73 seconds Yes. Oh my God, I saw that statistic and I was like, so riddle me this then. Yeah. If it's happening every 73 seconds, how are there only 250,000 unopened rape cases? I don't think those numbers are right at all. Because, um, what is it they say, like six out of 10 don't report? Oh, true, true, true. But also, don't you feel like even for people who do report that that's low? I feel like it's it low, is but low. that could just be being being. It is low. I mean, and granted, you've got counties that would never let something like this slide. But I do not, under any stretch of the imagination, understand how we get to a point where we've got 100,000 rape kits untested in a backlog. Mm. Like, yeah. what does that say to the victims who have been repeatedly victimized at this point you know yeah. to, as a nurse going yeah. through a sane exam that is mm. the most horrific thing because you are reliving step by step everything the yeah. same nurse does to you every step of the way she has to ask you if you give your consent and you have to say yes so every i'm going to take a picture of your bruises on your shoulder it, are you ready yes i'm going to okay. you know do a you know i'm going to put in a swab are you ready yes they every step of the way and it's for their protection obviously but so she's she's gone through a trauma or he they've gone through this trauma and then they've had to go through a second set by going through the rape kit and then to find out that someone has just decided that your rape kit doesn't matter and it's going to collect dust on a shelf that to me that's unforgivable totally unforgivable and also like who who started the whole thing that that's not something that should be a a top priority it is a violent crime it is but you know you know i mean we do have a long history of women and crimes against women and children not mattering you know and and i think that it's not that they don't matter because again you don't lump all cops into the same you know and all investigators right. into the same thing there're going to be some that will move heaven to get you justice and there's going to be some that will say what were you wearing and girl oh my god let me tell you i came Ugh. unglued when he said that in the i am evidence i literally was i i like pushed my laptop back i was like do we yeah let let me ever be on a jury of a case like that and let somebody ask that question yeah (laughs) i wouldn't cause a scene like i don't know i don't think i would be able to handle myself at all because i I literally wouldn't yeah i would immediately like rip my shirt off or something and be like oh is it okay to rape me now because my shirt's off because i'm being revealing no yeah, I don't care oh, if I'm so freaking bad. doing Paul Revere's ride butt naked. You do not have your consent to, or yes. my consent to, <laughs> touch me in any way, shape, or form. Yes. So, I, yeah, Ugh. I don't get it. And the one, the one girl's story, and this one broke my heart, where... Um, mm-hmm she said that she was there with her dad at the police station after the rape kit had been done and the guy just said look I'm just going to tell you nothing's going to come of this Yes. and so her dad just took her you know and her 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 rape kit never got tested right because she Mm. was she was past the statute limitations yeah I speaking of the statue of limitations, I was reading up on um, in the backlog.com and they have some survivor stories yeah. on there. And this woman, so she like tells I, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes for the story because it's too long to to read on the podcast, but it's like so it's a great I mean it's a good read, like it's a quick read. It's like 
pretty straight to the point. It's not too graphic. Mm -hmm. But she literally says, I'm just going to like read a little excerpt I actually pulled from there to read because it's crazy. So she said, um, quote, I carried, I'm not carried. (laughs) I (laughs) called various offices. The police department had that the police department that handled my case, the crime laboratory, and the prosecutor's office. The answers were very hard to hear. Not because they told me my kit was tested, or that it was untested, or that it was destroyed. They were hard to hear because no one was able to tell me what had happened to my kit. I was told, and she has bullet points here, so I'm just going to read three Mm -hmm. of them. Bullet point. Uh, It's probably not there. We doubt your kit is one of the untested ones, but we'd never be able to find out anyways. What's the point in looking? The statute of limitations has passed. Like, what? Yeah. This was so long ago, they didn't even have CODIS because her rape happened in the 1980s. Um, they didn't even have Which, a CODIS system. <sighs> Go ahead. Yeah. That terrifies me, number one. Yes. Number two, you know, that is that is one of the reasons that they... Um, why a backlog even exists Mm -hmm. they say that you know it's the lack of policies and protocols yep um but also whether the department prioritizes sex assaults yes and you know and then obviously law enforcement bias Mm -hmm. and the lack of knowledge and gaps in training right you know again we are dealing with people who are upholding the law and they put their life on the line to uphold the law what Mm -hmm. they are not is a social worker a counselor you know um, a mental health professional Mm -hmm. so you know it and and probably dealing with a large caseload themselves i don't know right but i and not that that excuses any of it but let's talk about la la county Mm. where they misread girl they misread the statute of limitations and destroyed literally when they said that i literally no like a force forcible scream like no this cannot be real like how how did no one get in trouble for that yeah oh my god oh and then another thing that sorry hold on i'm interrupting you but it says another thing that a police officer actually told this girl was this is ancient history why bring up old wounds and it's like you think rapists just commit one rape what yeah Yeah, it's rarely a one-off yeah i think the one of the statistics i read was out of like eleven thousand rape kits i think in chicago i could be wrong there um there was like 859 rapists to 11,000 yeah kids yeah and and here's my thought with that it doesn't matter it, whether she's passed her statute limitations someone else may not be exactly it doesn't matter and you know I'm just like why why would you not test it why would you not put it in the system and let it be known exactly because so that the next victim mm-hmm. may not you know yeah I just uh Literally. It, that to me, it's just this whole thing is devastating. <clears throat> oh my God. And, and the sad fact is, is that, you know, why do you want to open old wounds? Or guess what? Her wounds never healed. No, literally. Like, who are you to sit there and even yeah. form that sentence at another human? Like, yeah. not only is it like she needs peace because she's probably or he or what? Well, she, because it's a she. But mm-hmm. it's like, you don't know these people walking by you in the street. You don't know if that's one of them. That's the fear and constant terror that you live in after an assault, something like yeah. that. And it's like to give her peace and to give, you know what I mean? To have closure. And also, there's going to be more than one most of the time. Yeah. So. And what happens? You know, what happened? Like, even on that, that I am evidence, there was. The, he was a long-haul trucker, right? Oh, And went from God. California all the way, like, to Rhode Island or wherever. Yeah. And, you know, and so the very first girl who reported, she was beyond her statute of limitations. Yeah. But they never tested her kid anyway. And so three more people got raped after that that reported. And probably there are more. Oh, yeah, because they didn't report. Right. Which is fine. And, you know, I, I just am like, I don't, I don't blame the people who don't report. Because right. 
right now, even in right now, as as pro-women, as pro-child, as, you know, the Me Too movement and these great things that are coming out of those things, um, it's we're still in a cancel culture. We're still in a victim blaming, victim shaming attitude. And Mm -hmm. I can't I can't hang with that. Yeah. And it will never be their fault. I don't care if you, mm-hmm. if you were a sex worker, you did yes. not say yes. Say you that. did yes. not give your consent. Exactly. Oh my God. Oh. oh my God. So I went on Reddit and I was like looking up stuff about like end of the backlog and about, like, I was just trying to like get some like stuff, you know, just to like get some stuff to talk mm-hmm. about or whatever. And there was a, so I just typed in some like assault stuff, whatever on Reddit and there was this mm-hmm. thing that popped up and it says men who have been raped by women what does society not understand about your situation and i was like that's such a taboo in our people still think only women can be raped only whatever and it's like no yeah. men can too and so anyway so there was like all of these comments of these like men sharing their stories of their assault and how they came over it or how they never really got to get over it because it was never acknowledged or people made fun of them like oh my god well or saying you know there was a long long line of belief that said spouses couldn't rape each other yes which is like crazy so yeah. Isn't it like 80 to 90% of all rapes are like some by some 80 to 95? Someone you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. To me, it is insane. And I can't, like, I look at these, um, at these numbers of tests that they've discovered. Mm-hmm. Portland, San Diego, 2,873 uncover- that they uncovered in 2015 yeah. that are untested oh rape God. kits. Indianapolis, 5,006. Um, you know, Milwaukee, Las Vegas, Dallas, Texas, 4,140 that were uncovered in 2013 that have been untested. Memphis, Tennessee, 12,164. Oh. I'm just like, what does it take how can we how i mean it's literally like i I don't even i don't even have how do you how do you not view that as a as an individual as a person do you know what i mean yeah i get that as part of the job you do have to like you know desensitize a bit and i get that However, not to the point to where you see these, you know what I mean? Like there still needs to have like a fire under your ass to get, you know? Well, yeah, because what is the, you know, if I had an aggravated Mm -hmm. assault or an aggravated robbery, you would find the robber, Mm -hmm. right? Especially if he left DNA, you'd find the robber, you'd make it your point to find the robber so why is a sexual assault any right different? and why is the knee-jerk reaction for sexual assault to be like she mm-hmm. asked for it yes exactly like why are mm. you so concerned why are you immediately doubting this individual who was just horribly traumatized i'm sorry yeah why why yeah. like when did that start why is that a thing why has that been around it's just I don't know. I really don't. I think I think there's no clear answer as to why society still views um, sex crimes as crimes of a lesser nature. Yeah. Um, they're not. Right. They, I feel like, cause more damage than anything yes. else. You know? Yeah, because not only is it like attack on your physical body, but like... I mean, the emotional and the mental hurdles you yeah. have to tackle after an assault or an attack or whatever. It's like, oh my, oh my yeah. God. And and for some people, it never really ends, right? Because... No. Yeah, they live with that cycle. Yes, exactly. Because it's like, yeah, and that can spiral you into like, you know, addiction or whatever it may be. And then yes. not only are you dealing with like horrible, you know one way or the other but now it's twofold trauma yes Mm -hmm. and it's like why aren't we dealing with this like at the beginning i don't 
I don't know for it's shame it's I mean it's a hundred percent shame on them shame on the people who were involved in covering those up and shame on the people who were um you know not doing more about it now you know it's one thing to walk into a department and not know but now you know exactly so what are you going to do about it and I think that's where we are as as a public in lots of different you know circumstances now is you know it was one thing when you were walking around blind but now your Mm -hmm. eyes have been opened so what are you going to do about it are you, if you sit in silence and say nothing and do nothing, then you are part of the problem. Exactly. And if you, you know, but, but again, you are dealing with a force that's outside of your control and a lot of stigma surrounding, you know, okay, well, if I speak out about the mm-hmm. police or, you know, about this department yeah. not doing what they're supposed to do, where is that going to land me to? So, yeah, I mean, it's. It's know. it's a difficult place to be, and I mean, I can't even, you know what I mean. I follow so I follow yeah. this account called. Oh my god, I have to like I have to look it up on Instagram. But she basically like she went through like this horrible sexual assault, and she just advocates for women and men on there, and is just like relentless and really really incredible. I have to like put it in the. I think she's called like I think it's literally sexual assault survivor is her name. Um, yeah. But she posted this thing one time and it said the it's okay if you reported your assault and it's okay if you didn't like you did what you needed to do in that mm-hmm. moment. You know what I mean? Because going, right. I think people maybe sometimes don't realize what it's like to not only go through an assault, but then to take it to trial or to take it to whatever. Like that is your yeah. I mean, the whole process is so re-traumatizing. I mean, you maybe even have to sit in the same room and look at them and give her an account of everything yes. that happened to this room full of people who you don't even really know and then the person is sitting there and then half the people in the room are trying to prove you wrong like oh mm-hmm. my god well and it's such a I think there's such a stigma around things of this nature because there's shame involved mm, yeah. you know you um and you don't want to say anything because you're ashamed right. of it. And what what I feel like needs to be broadcast, you know, in every situation is that, hey, this was not your mm. fault. This is not your shame to carry. Yes. This is not your burden. You didn't do this. Yes. You survived mm. this. You know, and that I think is powerful because you have to know that whether you report or whether you don't report the choice is yours to survive yes, exactly and you know surviving looks for, for a lot of people but i would say you know trauma begets trauma begets trauma and if you don't do something to take care mm-hmm. of it by going and seeking out some yes. help getting some counseling working on yourself doing what you've got to do to push yep. past you know then you walk around carrying all of this shame and there is no room for it it is not your shame to carry you didn't do it yes you know and that's um that's a huge thing for me and i see that repeatedly oh my god yeah because the victims do sit there and they do start like blaming themselves and taking that on is like oh i should have and it's like no girl or no boy that's not that wasn't your you're not the problem here yeah yeah and that's I mean that's exactly it and there's even the smallest comment that maybe would never have been said in the vein that it was taken can throw Mm -hmm. somebody into a shame spiral I'm gonna tell you something off topic I went I have you know this autoimmune thyroid disorder makes me sound like a man it's a husky husky business going on oh my god you're so dramatic so um I have been seeing this doctor, the specialist, for like well over Mm -hmm. a year. Um, So I go in about a month ago, and I, for the first time in my life, get fat shamed. What? So let me just tell you, I didn't wake up fat. I I haven't been skinny and then just woke up all of a sudden fat. Yeah, okay, yeah. This has been a a reoccurring thing in my life. It's not, you know, it's, it's not something that just happened. Right. So basically... All of that to say, in that moment, 
when he basically blamed every side effect that I was having oh, don't even tell from me. this on me being fat. Oh, you have anxiety and panic attacks? It's because you're fat. Are you kidding um, me? No. Um, if you lost weight, it, it would get better. Um, you know, oh, you're, you have body aches and pains. Um, your joints hurt. It's because you're fat. Uh, your skin is dry it's because you're fat i was like what what What? in this day and age in this social climate yeah what so i and i have never like that has never happened to me ever i've heard of it happening to other people but it has never happened to me and i literally i of course got in my car and Mm -hmm. dialed up a friend and just started bawling oh i would because i was like i can't but at that moment I felt so much shame and I mm. as a healthcare professional yeah. know I know that I know what he was saying not true not true yeah. he even asked me have you considered weight loss surgery I'm like do you think that I I mean I didn't just wake up fat and like I've what? considered it but if my insurance won't cover it then it, they won't cover it I'm not going to yeah that's and that's a big expense it is it is and like i can just so yeah it's it's one of those things and i just cried and i literally had to go through a shame spiral for like four or five days after that i had trouble eating and i thought you know what Mm. if if i hadn't gone through what i'd gone through as a child basically yeah so that i you know yes this threw me but it wasn't it didn't kill me you know right um yeah i a, a lesser or less strong person, maybe someone who mm. used to be thin and is now dealing with right. weight issues because of a thyroid disorder, um, maybe they would take this in a whole other way. You know, so right, I'm right. just like, shame does god awful things. And if it you totally, are willing, totally does. yeah, you have to do the work, but that wasn't mm-hmm. my shame. Yeah, you know. Right. I'm sorry. I am overweight, but I didn't just wake up overweight. I've been overweight since, you know, about 18 years old. According to other family members, I've been overweight since I was five. So, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things that you're like, okay. Oh, my God. So on the top. Oh, were you going to say something else? No, go ahead. On the topic of shame. So I was just diagnosed with binge eating disorder. Like... Maybe two months ago, like very new. I mean, I've been, I've, and I've talked about it on the podcast before mm-hmm. where I have, and I never really said like what it was, but I was, anyways. But so I meet with a dietitian every week. And so I had had like a really bad week the week before. And I was like super ashamed. I like didn't even weigh the morning of because I had binged like four times the week before. Mm-hmm. And, I was like, oh my God, just like as soon as she answered and I I just started crying because I was like, I did a horrible week. Also learning that I have like major issues with like perfectionism, but um, I just started sobbing and I was like, I'm sorry. Like I didn't wait. I mean, I didn't weigh. I binge this amount of times. Like I know that it's horrible. I know I shouldn't be doing this. Like da, 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 da. And then I said something about like feeling ashamed and she goes, cause I told her, cause she was like, okay, yeah, like super, oh my God. Like when I tell you, I've never felt like so supported before, like in something so vulnerable, like in a moment like that, it was so cool because I was like, literally like super ashamed because like this has been my dirty little secret since I was young. You know what I mean? So like, this is still fresh and new and the vulnerability and all that is still so raw and she was like I said whatever about being you know ashamed and she goes she was like no 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 she goes it's I'm not shaming you she said shame is the emotion you're feeling she said I'm not shaming you or whatever and for some reason Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god like you're so right like yeah I that is shame is what we put our on ourselves yes it's not you know it's not what, what anybody else is putting on you but we in certain circumstances, other people are heaping amounts of shame on you. Right, like, like, your situation was completely different than, than my experience. 
Like, oh, I still but cannot so believe But it's so easy to happened. fall down that shame spiral, though. So however easy. it gets there. Exactly. So, so easy. So I understand not wanting to say anything. You know, yeah. something violent happens to you. You don't want to say anything. Yep. You just want to shut up about it and move forward. And just go and back to normal. Things, yeah, keep things you keep buried always find a way to come to the surface in one yeah. way or another. They yeah. will, they will work themselves out. It may mm-hmm. not look the same going in as it is coming back out, <laughs> but, but it will come yeah. out. Yeah. So, you know, my whole thought now is, you know what, you you feel it, you need to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. and there's no. There's no shame in a, in a sex crime like this. There's yes. no shame in, you know, in an addiction. There's no shame in any of it. You have, yeah. it's, it's an affliction and we need to deal with it and move forward, yes. you know, because we have to survive it. Mm. That was really We have beautiful. to live every day. Yes. Oh, so. that was so beautiful. I love the way you just said that. Ugh. Mm. Those are things that, those are like my hot button topics. I'm like, um, no. (laughs) No, sir, shame will not reside here. And and it took me a minute. And that was what was so bad. I was like, I totally get it. I totally get it. And, And that shame can be nothing as compared to the trauma that someone who survived Mm. a sex crime, you know, that my shame could be... It's a drop in the bucket, I am 100% sure. But I still allowed myself to go down that shame spiral where I was mm. like, I didn't want to eat. I didn't want, you know, oh maybe God. they're right. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe this is all my, my fault. Maybe right. me having a panic attack first time in my entire life a year and a half ago and being so afraid that... I was too afraid to fall asleep because I was yeah. afraid I was going to die and yep. I did not want Dylan to come home oh. and find me dead. Wow. Yeah. So I stayed awake until he got home. Yes. Oh my God. Honestly though, like that's so real on panic attacks because mm-hmm. I, and I'm on like something for it now, but I have literally, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how crazy my thought process was like in that moment because you think you're being so logical and you're like obviously like if this horrible thing's gonna happen because you do feel that's what a panic attack is you feel like yeah. you're about to die I would literally yeah. like walk outside of my house and I was like somebody will find me faster if I'm in my yard like what what <laughs> I know oh my God. I totally know I fully understand it is just oh it's so wild so don't neglect your mental health everyone who's listening (laughs) yeah please see a therapist yes there is no in in anyone's game no matter what you're going through no matter if you feel like you're going through something or not everybody's got something to talk about everybody's got something to work through let's just get it out and get it done exactly yeah and let the process be it's gonna take a long time it doesn't happen overnight and just ride the wave of the process it always sucks at first but it will get girl always the the beginning is the worst part i'm an instant gratification girl (laughs) i know i know right because literally it's like you start going to therapy and you're like okay so i'm just gonna be really yeah I'm going to be crying and angry for the next two months. All right. Fantastic. I'm just going to apologize in advance. I'm going to be a cranky bitch for a while. I may start crying. It's not you. It's me. And that's on trauma. Yes. Yes. So I just have a couple of things I kind of wanted to read from the, yeah. I referenced like a Reddit thing that I was reading early about like men who were raped or whatever, mm-hmm. just because I do want to try to draw a little bit more attention to that because I do yeah. feel like as a society, you know, we are failing in that. Um, so like I said, there were like tons of men like sharing their stories and, you know, I mean, like literally I was surprised by how many like stories there were and I that like speaks to me literally being like completely oblivious to it like I knew but I didn't know and so I just took a little excerpt from his story and I'll have the link in the show notes or whatever but um he 
so his story, the last little bit that he says is, I didn't even check to see if she was okay because he was raped by this woman. I told my friend I wasn't feeling well and that we needed to go. I didn't tell them what happened. And the next day, I called a female friend of mine to take me to Planned Parenthood to get tested. A few days later, I find out that the friend that I called to take me to get tested, whom I trusted enough to share this deeply disturbing event with, had told all of our friends. And they thought it was all the funniest shit they had ever heard. And the jokes didn't stop for almost a year. And then the last um, sentence, well, one of the last sentences says, and on the subject of male rape, it's real. It happens and nobody cares. Yeah. And I feel that in my soul. Like, I really do. Yeah. Because no one considers Right, because it's like, it's such like a, quote, I guess, a violent crime against women. Yes, exactly. It's a sexist yes. ideal. It's it's a sexist ideal. It's because we view men as being the stronger species, and so we view them as the aggressor, and how, you know, it never occurs to us that it could be the other way around. And I've met some pretty aggressive bitches, I'm just saying. Uh, that's on, that's on God. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I feel that deeply. Like, I yeah. am like someone, I pray someone gets him, wraps him up, and folds him in their tribe and lets him know, honey, the yes. people that you told, number one, they're not your friends. No. They are not even your people. They're at your yes. roots. They're not your wings. They're not your branches, mm. as Medea says. No, they need to go. <laughs> they need to go. Yes. So there's this comment that I wanted to say because it was, or I think, it was either a comment the way I put pasted this on this piece of uh, paper is crummy, but uh, so there are some bullet points I just want to read. So this was it says a comment further down the subreddit post. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't awesome. It wasn't cool. It wasn't fun. It wasn't every guy's dream. I wasn't lucky. I wasn't turned on. An erection does not equal consent, and it isn't something to joke about. No. And I was like, yes, yeah, say that. Say it louder because yeah. we need to hear it. Mm. That's and then just that's just tr- as a rule of thumb for anyone who has ever gone through like a sexual assault, an orgasm is not consent. That is a natural experience that the body has to that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do not feel guilty about that. An erection, just as he said, is not consent. Um, right. Yeah, it's not. So don't feel guilty about it because I know I've talked to people who have had one experience or the other and have been like, but this, and I'm like, no, that's just like, our bodies are designed to react that way to that happening. You know what I mean? It is a natural occurrence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it wasn't sad to say, babies wouldn't get them, you know, I mean, it, it just happens in your body. Yes, exactly. And so that just, that like struck something so deep inside of me when I read that and I was yeah. like reading these comments and these men like telling their stories and it was like one after the other. It was like, yeah, like they thought it was like, they thought it was great. I was so lucky. And I was like, oh my God, these poor, poor men. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. That's tragic. Like it's so truly tragic. tragic and I don't even have words for that because we do so often leave them out of this narrative and they are as much a part of it as anyone else you know right they are as much a victim as anyone else that has survived it and i don't think that they should be downplayed just because their gender happens to be a a male you know exactly I think I read somewhere the statistics are one in three women will experience sexual violence in their life and one in six men. But I was like, mm-hmm. is that number lower just because they don't report, don't report because it. it's not believed? Probably. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel like we're just now starting to like really talk about it as women and like, I mean, ma- male rape is still so taboo. Anyways, I just, yeah, I'm blown away by that. I just um, think bottom line, um, a sexual assault is a sexual assault is a sexual yes. assault no matter if you're male female non-binary lgbtq exactly. community yep. i mean no matter what and it's wrong a sex mm-hmm. assault is wrong and you should never feel ashamed of what yeah. you went through because 
you survived it. And that yes. means that you are strong and you are powerful and you are loved by someone somewhere. And regardless of whether your rape kit ever gets done, mm. you know what? Karma. <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Hey, Karma. and that's God real. That's em. real. Yeah. Yes. And you just carry on your way and you keep your energies up and you do well. And you know what? It'll get you. That karma will bite them in the ass yeah. before you know about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, terrible. So, um, I was looking up... I looked up a lot of things in Boston because I, like, live in this area. Mm-hmm. But, so, apparently, in January of this year, they rolled out a track kit system. Do you know what that is? Have you heard of this? I... Since I started looking up um, how they were tracking all the backlog, mm-hmm. um, I have r- remotely heard of it, but not done mm-hmm. any full-on research. So I had never heard of it, and then the other day I um, was like looking into it, and I found out that Boston has they rolled it out in January. The mm-hmm. uh, track kit system. So basically, it's like hospitals have to notify. Uh, law enforcement within 24 hours of a rape kit being collected Mm -hmm. officers have three business days to go pick it up and then seven to submit it to a crime lab and the crime the crime lab i don't know why i said that's so weird has to analyze it within 30 days otherwise it is considered part of the backlog which i think is like a drop in the bucket compared to what we need to be doing because it's like yeah like test these things but it's also like let's I mean as fast as we're pumping out these COVID tests like let's start testing these rape kits like let's put some manpower behind it and let's start getting some of these rapists off the streets yeah manpower and money they say what one mm -hmm. test one rape kit costs anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars to process and then the thing is there's two steps to the backlog So there's the actual backlog for getting the test tested. But then once Mm. the test is is done and it comes back, there's a backlog in getting it entered into CODIS. Oh, my God. So therein lies a problem. The system is, this particular system is broken. And we've got to fix it because this can't be allowed to continue. Yeah, absolutely. And also, it's like, I okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I was, like, doing some research, and it's one of the most beneficial investments for state legislators to process rape kits. It has an yes. ROI of up to 65,000%. That's insane. Yeah. That's an insane return on investment. I don't know why I said yeah. that weird. That, then just pump them out. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that it would be high priority. And I know in some counties it is. I know some counties don't have any backlogged and good on them. And maybe it's because they're not being reported or they're not being done or it doesn't happen often in their counties. And that's okay too. But good on them for making it a priority to say, you know what, you matter. What happened to you matter. And, you know, and and we're going to get to the bottom of it together. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to is every time you test a rape kit, you Mm. need to be like you are giving permission for these for the victims to say, you know what, I do matter. Yeah. What happened to me matters and someone cares and someone's going to get to the bottom of it. Exactly. Because these poor people like that's part of the healing process for so many of them. Like. Oh, to see justice served in a way. You know what I mean? And it's like... Yeah, because DNA do. is DNA is DNA. Yeah. Memory, the memory fails often. Yes. And often when yes. combined with trauma, mm-hmm. the memory fails. So everything becomes a blur. You either remember it like it was yesterday or yep. you remember none of it. Or you black it out. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and that I think is also a blessing and a curse. But... Right. There's nothing that beats DNA. Right. Like you can't you can't fake it. You can't. Right. That's forever. I mean it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> so that's that. That's really really bad. It is I encourage everyone to go watch it. I think it's called yes. I Am Evidence. It's on HBO. Um, I rented it on YouTube for a couple oh, bucks, cool. so don't be afraid to do that, y'all. Yeah. I also um, think it's I on Amazon Prime. Oh, awesome. Um, 
but yeah and and just go listen or go go to end the backlog yes i'm linking actually since you were just about to say that i have been writing to you can go on their website and you literally it's you enter a few details about yourself and you can write on the state level and on the like you know federal government level literally in less than 30 seconds guys i've been doing it every day since i watched the i am evidence like don't be afraid to go in there and do that and write your legislator let them know that this is important to us and that this matters and we want to see the backlog not be a backlog anymore disappear there should not be a backlog yes that's what we want to say exactly so i'll link that um in the notes you guys can go and look at that i will also link to rain because they have a lot of really cool they actually have assets for if you've been through a sexual assault and you kind of don't know what to do they do have a few assets for you there things that can help you get through that um there's all show all show (laughs) (laughs) also a national sexual assault hotline i'm going to link that in the show but i'll also just say that right now it's 800-656-4673 and you can call them 24-7 so if you were you know whenever you need that they are there for you and I think they can help get you set up with um, some things in your area as well and don't neglect your mental health please don't ignore it don't don't bury it don't push it down let's deal with it let's get it out in the open and let's move forward you don't have to tell everybody but you do got to talk to somebody yes you know and there's somebody somewhere that can help you so Mm -hmm. even if it's been 10 20 years even if it's been you know 50 years there's no age limit and time limit and statute of limitations on trauma so let's let's um let's put our mental health in check too absolutely and i will link to one of my favorite websites ever zocdoc i don't know if you've ever used it you can put in your insurance your information and it literally pulls up all the doctors therapists anything that your insurance covers nice. and they pull them up so you can make an appointment literally right there on your phone i use it all the time it's how i found my therapist I love um, that. so i'll also link to that in the show notes as well so other than that, Kitty, do you have anything else you want to say or I, talk about? Or? I don't, you know, I think okay. um, this is a pretty heavy one. And I think that yeah, very the heavy. more people dig in, the more you uncover. And yeah. um, we, it may be one we need to revisit again. <laughs> yeah, honestly, but I'm done for it. I just say, you know what, do do your due diligence. If you, yeah. you know, if, if you don't have anything else you can do you can write your congressman you can write your legislator you can um you can do your part to end the backlog you can support a survivor you can you know get on reddit and tell someone that they matter and Mm. remind them of their worth and remind them that none of none of the things that have happened to them have been their fault yes and um you know just put out love just we are in dire need of some love in this society right now. So yeah, let's just put out love and positivity and know that, you know, um, create a space where everybody can be, you know, accepted and loved. Yes, absolutely. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Kitty. Sure. Thanks for having and me. Of course. And guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.